Welcome to the roundup of season one of the podcast. We we really can't believe that we've recorded twelve episodes so far. It's uh, feels quite surreal. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, time time has just flown. This all started as a an idea last year. We were talking about it, and it just seemed like. Yeah, something in the the distant future, and suddenly yeah, waiting here for we the are. microphone and uh, the stuff to come, and yeah, it seemed like forever. <laughs> no, no, it's crazy. Because yeah, when did we have that first meeting with you, Andy? We came to your house when you still lived in Nairobi. Yeah. That must be over a year ago. Yeah, got me. Yeah. Yeah, that's last early last year, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wow. just over a year ago probably yeah crazy it's i always think with sort of dreams like this is that you always want it to be perfect but the main thing is just to start yes you know nothing ever is perfect and it's more your enthusiasm and yeah because the, the first two episodes were interesting the sound we hadn't figured out the sound <laughs> Uh, it was hard listening to oneself. Yeah, and Andy, have yeah. you even listened to one episode yet? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I live the episodes. I'm in there with you. Yeah. I absorb. If maybe, yeah. The thing is, it's like, I know you guys, if I want to ask, if I want to soundboard something off you, I'll probably just ask you. Uh, <laughs> I just don't want to hear the, I hate my own voice. Yeah, know? I... Yeah, we. I have to listen to it when I'm checking the sound, so I had no option. But I always skip yeah. when when I hear myself talk. I skip until it's you and clear. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't enjoy listening to myself. I don't. I hope my clients um, enjoy listening to me. But yeah, I. I don't enjoy listening to myself. <laughs> no, you've got a soothing voice. Everyone tells us. Yeah. yeah I know dog, dogs and children love his voice. Yeah, I'll I'll switch to radio now. I think I'm I'm yeah, I'm st- radio Yeah, I'm starting I'm starting a list now of things to do after quarantine. He'd be really good at reading audiobooks. <laughs> that would be soothing. Oh yeah. You can just send people to sleep. Sleep audiobooks. Yeah. Perfect. There we go. We have another idea for a sleep sleep app. An app for sleeping. For the guys struggling with sleep and uh <laughs> yeah. so you just tell bedtime stories. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Bed- bedtime fitness stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, so we, we recorded 12 episodes. We started in January. And season one, we've just been covering the basics of fitness and nutrition, um, interviewing some key people in the industry here which we all have thoroughly enjoyed, and we hope they did too. And, I mean, we've covered the main topics, fitness, nutrition, sleep, recovery, um, what else? Yeah, a few Q&As, some of the questions guys have been asking, even though they could, you, I don't know if guys are scared to ask harder questions, but... Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, maybe guys, just ask, like whatever comes to mind, just just, just ask it. So. No such thing as a stupid question. Yeah, and there's nothing that can't be researched. Not asking a question is stupid, yeah. <laughs> but if you want, 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing that can't be researched. There's um, there's lots of information we can access and help answer lots of questions. So. Well, we were, we were just saying that we love Q and A's, listening to other people's Q and A's because. You know, you might know the answer, but someone else's take on it could be slightly different. Yeah. And I always find that interesting. Yeah, and it's a, it, it just brings a new perspective to... Because like we say, fitness, it's not like ABC for everyone. It's very different. And the more you listen to the same question from different coaches and uh, sports people, bodybuilders, the 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 more answers you may have and as a pt or a coach you'll know how to approach it with a client so i think that there's a lot of variables in fitness yeah i think that's why you can get a range of questions a range of answers from the same question hence why it's always good to listen yeah listen to more people on a podcast i think less because yeah, if you only listen to one person on a podcast, that's just one viewpoint of the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, panels and bringing guests on is a good way to get a full variety of answers. Because someone, someone asked me a good question and it was, I think, what, like, what made me decide to podcast? And then I remember because I had the idea, clear you, and then it just happened, but... I remember for me when I never used to listen to podcasts like I I'd rather read but when I started I I don't know every time I kept listening to podcasts it it seemed like a good idea to sort of share experiences because you could it's all about individual experiences yeah, yeah so cause, yeah cuz someone asked me and I said I'll I'll ask you guys on the podcast so yeah, like what this is a fact you can listen to more than one podcast even on the same topic, and still take things away of use. You know, the more things you actually listen to, the more podcasts you listen to, the more sort of rounded your knowledge bases. Yeah, I mean, I listen to... I've got my favourites, obviously. Yeah. And, is. you know, because they're all, they all come from different backgrounds. Like, one is a strength coach. One might be a woman specialising in, you know, pre- and postnatal. Um, I mean, they might be discussing a similar topic, but totally different viewpoints. And I think that's really important. And again, like us coming from coming from Nairobi, from Kenya, our, our take on, you know, f- on fitness and health might be, you know, it might apply differently t- to us here than overseas. So and that's another reason why we started it. We did want to make it specific to here or more relevant. Certainly. Yeah, definitely more relevant to Kenya and Africa as a whole because there are certain challenges in Africa that you don't necessarily get in in Europe or America or Australia, where gym gyms are more you know more advanced. The general knowledge base is more advanced as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do know that we've got. You know, an international, you know, international following. You know, I don't know who people yeah. from all over the world listen. I think it's yeah. because yeah. we're starting almost from the ground up. We're not coming. Yeah. If you come in too high, you know, yeah. it makes it irrelevant for 90% of the people. Yeah
Yeah, and, and I think we always forget how important the basics are. Yeah. I mean, I I find it good to be constantly reminded to go back to the basics, not just in fitness, but in nutrition as well. And when you are feeling a bit lost or you don't know where to go, that's always one of the best places to start. Yeah. Exactly. Build a solid foundation of fundamental knowledge is, is key for everything, I think. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Leon this morning was listening to, well, it's not a podcast, yeah, yeah. but your... Jordan Peters, JP, the big man. Yeah. And yeah. it was all about, you know, what, full yeah. body training and a basic upper-lower split, which nowadays I think people think is too basic and basic is not good and it must be you know hard if it's gonna give you results and yeah and he was saying how his him and his guys have trained for years but they still always come back to the basics and what was the analogy like if you had to fly but you had to walk run cycle swim take a train before you can fly he tries to take everyone through the process and teach that because we have a lot of people yeah. who you'll start walking then it's like screw this I'll, you know we skip so many steps like that's the analogy a lot of people skip yeah. steps and so then true. and i think you see people who will watch a youtube video of like a professional bodybuilder or fitness yes. model or whatever and they'll, they'll take away from it normally the easiest elements of that training because they think that's all oh, that's obviously what we're doing differently yeah actually they have they've got to that point by doing the basics nearly every successful bodybuilder does things like a squat a chest press well at least leg pushing movement yeah chest press yeah the basic exercises the core compounds basic exercises have built pretty much every physique yeah, and yeah. totally. And so for people who are starting out on their fitness journey, that's the best place to start. You know, you can start with about three or four full body days. You don't need to jump in with a, you know, a full on bodybuilder split and like arms, just a, you know, bro, yeah, your bro split. Because everyone runs to a bro split. You know, if you're a beginner, like Andy just said, work on those basic compound movements, groove the movement patterns and get, get strong at those exercises and then if you really want to do a, a bro split but even then you don't have to and this is not ideal time to do that because you will have a lot less equipment so in fact it lends itself to doing compound exercises to get to get more bang for your buck in a compound exercise you know unlike isolation exercises where you know they're so specific you won't have the equipment for that so therefore You've got to go back to, and a lot of people are probably finding themselves either doing an upper lower split at the moment, mm-hmm. or total body every other day. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we've gone back to is the um, upper lower split, and actually really reducing the the frequency of our training. So it's a four days a week. And it's like super intense. I I, I hate it in a way. I I really really. It's effective. It's yeah. super effective. You don't have to train every single day i was on instagram today and i saw another of those hashtags i hate no days off (laughs) yeah oh no no days off yeah because now we're training what four days and then so it's more super intense just prioritizing recovery um, nutrition more working on the online coaching part 
reading more, just just trying to build a business at the same time, make most of the training. So yeah. it's it. It's not just about building a business for you guys. It's about adjusting the business you've got. Yeah, true, true. Work now, which takes up time. And so therefore, and even me, I've been so busy with work, I've reduced my training volume this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do more at the weekend because I've been so busy in the week. Um, Ollie put my calories up. Yeah, I saw that. Exciting. Diet break. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, but it's hard. Though. It's like a, a thousand calorie jump. Yeah, get, get those Suddenly, air fried chips. Now it's time but, for your PB. And air fried chips. But no, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's quite strict. My, my protein levels have come down. Oh, nice. reduced my protein levels. So it's all carbs. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. It is tough when you. It's a lot of rice. Yeah. Like, oh. just earlier, I had um, a bowl of chili and. Took a photo, I put up a bowl of chili and rice, 450 grams of white rice. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah. And when <laughs> I when I was saying four, when I was that's eating 400 grams, and it's like it's it like, feels like a workout. Yeah, my workout. Not that I've ever eaten 400 it, grams. It's right. just yeah. That's the thing. It's like adjusting what you're doing to fit the situation. So yeah, I was mm-hmm. yeah, I'm needing a bit of a break this week. To be fair. Um, because unlike some, I've actually still got quite a good quantity of weight at home. So I'm still going relatively heavy. Certain exercises, like the deadlift, you know, I'm just doing 100 kgs, but, but almost as many reps as possible yeah. with a band as well. Yeah. A band on there. Um, so it's only those exercises, RDLs, deadlifts. Um, you know, instead of doing a conventional squat, doing a Bulgarian split squat. The worst squat which, of all. I hate them, disgusting, yeah. but they are effective because they target both legs at the same time, different aspects, and you don't need so much weight. No. <laughs> yeah, we've, oh, those are yeah, we've been doing six second eccentrics. That that's it's just it's even I think sometimes we count you know how you count and you're, you're like, like what do you one, do four, five, six? Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I do the old ISA holds yeah. oh. at the bottom of the oh. uh, yeah. So goblet squats and Bulgarian split squats. Yeah, then so the goblet squat thirty second ice hold, but the rear uh, elevated RDL uh, Bulgarians. It's a twenty second ice hold at the bottom. You've never heard twenty seconds go so quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ten seconds. Yeah, second ten seconds, five, five seconds. That yeah. is insane. Ours, we have wow. to we have to hold an ISO lunge. But I didn't do yeah. it yesterday. I refused. <laughs> Clear did it, and it's like nope. It's, this is where I say no. I and it just shows how <laughs> effective yeah. these techniques are. Like Andy, you said you don't have that. Well, you've got yeah. decent weight. We've got decent weight. But for everyone who doesn't, if you try a twenty-second yeah. Bulgarian split squat ISO hold, yeah. you'll probably be very happy with your five kilo dumbbells. <laughs> you know, and that that beats doing twenty squat jumps. Yeah, because it beats it into the ground. Just, it requires. I've been getting close the first time in years to vomiting on the leg session. Yeah. Because the ice holds. So that lactic acid build up. You know, BFR straps I'm using as well. And it just sort of traps all that. And you just, by the end of it, I just felt rubbish. I was like, oh, I'm going to vomit. This is getting hard. It is. It's too hard. It just is so brutal. And. I mean, that has been one of our main goals, sort of, since this COVID 19 started. was 
and, and with you as well, trying to educate everyone that you don't need to be doing HIIT training every day. And by HIIT, high intensity interval yeah. training, which most people do wrong anyway, because if you're doing true HIIT, H-I-I-T, you're only doing 10 seconds max. You can't do more than 10 seconds max, because then you're not using your creatine phosphate system. So, and that you really shouldn't do every day. Yeah. And so many workouts are doing that yeah, don't, daily, and you're pounding your I joints. I don't think many people are capable of pushing themselves. Like, um, how do I say? Like, not many people have reached a mindset or a level where they can push themselves the way the HIIT training is supposed to be. Because even yeah, in, in, exactly. body, in bodybuilding, there's the intensity, and many people, you find people have trained for years and years, and but a lot of people still can't push themselves to do like that high intensity, even the HIIT. True high intensity is like a hundred meter sprint. Yeah. You know, meter sprint, Rest. walk back to the finish by yeah. hundred meter sprint. Yeah. You can't, you know, look, people, unless you've trained, go train with like an athlete, go grab water and go onto the track mm -hmm. and over, right? I guarantee, that is what true hit is. It's that mm -hmm. sudden explosive burst of energy. Long recovery. Yeah, because I... Yeah, and the recovery is actually longer than the exercise. I think period. it's like a one to three uh, ratio. Yes, yes, so yes. About, people yeah. don't really understand true hit. Mm -hmm. And most people would be better off with just moderate uh, or, you know, moderate uh, intensity. Mm, yeah, because yeah, uh, during during prep, <clears throat> during prep we would do a lot of moderate, maybe uh, fifteen to eighteen minutes, uh, yeah. moderate intensity circuits. Because we tried hit, I used to do it with the assault bike when I could well, get to alpha bike fit. Is perfect for hit, and that those yeah. ten to yeah. twelve seconds are the worst. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing it's ten twelve seconds of your actively doing it as fast and well, as powerful as you can balls to walls and that 30 second rest 30 to 40 second rest goes by so fast you you start it, it sort of changes your mindset you actually understand like crap this like i've been doing this all wrong for so for so long so yeah Maybe that, that's well, also something guys can look note, into. Ski note for me, when yeah. I'm back in the UK, I, I, I want to get one. Because that's what I was doing. I was doing true hit on that guy. Building up, like, 20, 30 seconds, slowly up. And then doing 10 seconds flat out. And then slowly, right, and then almost stop and come down again and build up again. Yeah, those yeah are... but you actually only at the top end for 10 seconds. Time. It is like the top end where you can't breathe for 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for us... It's if we could get the skier and an assault bike, ah, that's it. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. that and like hill sprinting is great. Yeah, yeah, we like, yeah, I um, like. So, yeah. But, and I think, you know, all these types of cardio have their place. Yep. And obviously, if you are stuck at home, you know, a hit workout, so I'm putting hit in, in speech marks, a, a very tantalizing, you know, you're going to putting a lot of fat and getting a great workout but honestly doing that every day is pretty detrimental and you're i think most people would be surprised how quickly your body adapts like you can't just be yeah. doing you know doing let's say hit every day or, or moderate intensity you know within a, a week or two your body will have adapted to that and it will become relatively easy 
And the only way that you're going to sort of bu um, like burn more calories or lose more fat is to up that cardio. So you're really going to do like, I don't know, two, two sets of that a day. So it's, it's just thinking. Well, that's a bit crazy. Um, but again, it's something I, I, I've recorded myself. Go for, go for an hour long run or a half hour, do a half hour run, jog, and then go for an hour's walk and see which one burns more calories. I guarantee you that walk actually probably burns, if not the same, maybe an hour's walk versus half hour's jog is actually preferable for calorie consumption and you can recover from it. Yeah, mm. I like my yeah. walks. Yeah. Complaining jobs. a lot. Yeah. Which then brings us to neat levels. Mm -hmm. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you shouldn't be keeping active around the house. Even if you're working from home, double, fidget more, you know, take a conference call and walk around with your computer in your hand. That I got so many steps on a call the other day. It was amazing. Yeah. I think I got like I a thousand or more. And that's just... I go to a kitchen table because it's it's like a, a breakfast bench table, so it's really high. You got stand, you got set of stools. But so if I set up the computer from there, I'm standing, then I can just walk around more, and then you like, and I do work quite nicely standing up, knowing full well I'm probably bur I'm burning more natural calories via uh, you know neat. And this is the thing: people think. They're stuck at home. We've got to lay on the sofa and just watch Netflix, and then, yeah. then do mental exercise. Oh, yeah. Actually, if they were just more active throughout the day, you know, they can do more meaningful exercise and get better recovery. I think. Oh, I would love to make that into a. I don't know, into a T-shirt or something. <laughs> just, just that. How you can't go from your couch into a plyometric-based workout. It just doesn't make any sense where you could be getting in so much more, just, yeah, moving around more um, or getting up every half an hour and doing a basic yoga flow or something. Yeah. I've decided even after the Corona, just what uh, Clea said, I'm going to print any sort of idea of shirts that come to my head. I'm going to print it. You know, the stupid shirts like, <laughs> like during my training, I'll just be like, stay away during my set. Like crazy, crazy T-shirts for exactly. the gym. Talk to me while I'm lifting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the thing about Neat again. I saw a guy in Italy. I don't know if I've spoken about this before. Mm. He did a marathon on his balcony. Really? Oh. A oh. Marathon. Yeah. Just by walking up and down his balcony for seven hours a day, just talking on his phone, talking yeah. to other balconies. Oh, nice. Yeah. He just recorded the amount of steps and worked it out at a distance. Yeah. And there he did the equivalent of a marathon. I think we even we were talking with Clea about some one of the podcasts we listened to, Mind Pump. One guy did the same. He did a CrossFit. Not by changing any... He just kept on his weight training sessions and was able to do like an endurance um, event after. He never changed anything kept on with his walking cardio and then lifted weights and was able to bid it was tough murder or something iron man one of those crazy and he never changed any of his training and he was able to complete it well it's a bit like i know a guy called toby ex uh, marine he um 
bodybuilding. He used a PCA Pro a muscle model, and now he's going into the classic, mm-hmm. IFBB classic division. He, so he's, he's not a small guy, he decided to see if he could run a marathon on a treadmill not so long ago. Yeah. And filmed it on YouTube and did it. Without wow. any training, just his general, from his gone straight from his normal gym training. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest this for everyone. Yeah. 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 But yeah. just to see how fit he was. And, you know, he maintained a pretty good, reasonable level of fitness from his normal bodybuilding training and being active in general in life, getting well, enough steps in. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're pushing in your workouts, like pushing smartly, you know you you are in your heart rate is in some serious high zones there, yeah. and yeah. like you say, Andy, if you're if you're keeping active throughout the day, it would it would be quite interesting. I don't like running, but <laughs> just for interest, Fine. maybe I do a three k three k five. I'll record it. <laughs> I enjoy hill sprints. I, I don't like long runs. So. No, but it would be interesting. I think it would be really interesting to see. Yeah, we'll we'll plan it. I'll be in the car in the back with the camera, and then. We have peanut butter. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll record it for you know research purposes. Okay, well, it, whoever's <laughs> listening, if you want us to do a three K, let us know and put the pressure on Andy and Neon. By us, I'm in the car. <laughs> no. Us is clear. No, <laughs> uh, it would be. It, it would yeah, be interesting. Yeah, it's true. Um, that's why it's like um strong strongmen strongman events. You never see any of them jogging or doing marathons, but their training, it 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 um it's muscular endurance, it's strength, and they're able to do those crazy events without having to. I don't know, jog. And... Oh, I, do, I do think strongman events are some of the best events yeah. for any sport. Anyway. I love you strongman. Know, being able to lift something heavy and try and move your body quickly at the same time. Like, I love watching things like the truck pull or the dynamic explosive events. Like, yeah. you know, go the yoke, for instance, run up there as fast as you can while carrying 400 kg, push back. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. I can't watch it. I just feel like their yeah, eyeballs they, are gonna pop out. Yeah, they, I can they, just feel yeah. the spine. I being feel like that the they should they should take that tagline for CrossFit uh, fittest on earth and give it to strongmen. Like they they are amazing. I think CrossFit all well and good when you're moving no weight. But and, you know, it's hard work. It's a lot of cardio endurance. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but then you. With the strongmen, I mean, this is why it blows, blows powerlifting out of water. Powerlifting is just point A to point B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strongmen have to have a, a good level of fitness, explosive strength, you know. So there's combining like CrossFit with powerlifting. Yeah, it is. And, and, that is mind, and that's mind-blowing. And that's, know, a, that's a minimum maybe 120 kilo guy doing all this. Oh, that's fucking huge. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Try, you don't try and get them going for a swim or a run first. But yeah. <laughs> like, take Eddie Paul, he's a really good swimmer. He'd be great. Yeah. He'd swim off, go round, jog like, it back in. But even watching yeah. like Eddie Hall swim, it's effortless. He just moves. It's like a yeah, he's natural. Right? Just it's a so whale. Like, yeah, no, some people are definitely natural. <laughs> yeah, so it's um. Yeah, what we're trying to say is you don't need to run or do hit every day to sort of be considered fit 
Yeah. Because that's the. That's and choose the cardio that kind of suits suits you. You know, if you have a history of, you know, sore knees, you know, maybe running isn't the best thing for you. There are, there are many other ways. Yeah. And I know with with the uh, with quarantine and everything, a lot of people have taken up running. And you know, there's you know they'll head out just head out straight for a run, you know, do those funny walking stretches for about 30 seconds. Um, and, you know, if you haven't run for a long time, you need to take quite a while to, you know, prepare your, your body for it. Yeah, it needs a plan. Yeah, yeah you, you do need but a plan. Thing, I think it's a lot to do with also your body weight. Like, as I got old, because when I was younger, I used to be able to run marathons, and I ran a few, and all good. Um, you know, but when it comes to a point where your joints get more tired, uh, holding more body weight, you, you know, you could be making injuries worse. So it's not good to just get up off your couch one day and go, right, I've been doing powerlifting style training, now I'm going to go run a 10k. Because <laughs> the impact on your joints is going to be murder. You know? Yeah. It's okay to start start off with your you know, get some steps in first, mm-hmm. go for a nice long walk, then maybe try a quick walk and build up to yeah. it. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Yeah, or, or um, what I really enjoy, well, I've done it for ages, but is interval training or what do you call it fart leg fart leg training. You know. I love it, I think it's great. You know, you can use distances or you can use sort of physical objects. Like I'm gonna jog to that tree. Then I'm going to do a 10-yard sprint. Then I'm going to walk to the end of the block, and so on and so forth. And that is a that's a really yeah, great. We, um, my... Well, we used to use it a lot for rugby. You do it over miles and miles, fart leg, and using the UK using lampposts. Yeah. Yeah. My... So the coach will say, right, we're going to jog up to three lampposts. Up, sprint, two lampposts, walk a lamppost, walk three, sprint, walk. Yeah, two. my dad loved that one. I, I... I did it a lot, but not now. It was a traditional way. Yeah, it was, was I think, for sports. <laughs> and there's no reason, I don't know why it stops so much. It's got, web, it got paused, people stop doing it. Yeah, I did. But for yeah. things like football and yeah, rugby, really. where you've got to go, you've got to be continually moving, but then only occasionally flat out sprinting, it's ideal. Yeah, true, perfect. So you've got periods of rest. So you're watching and someone this- else get... The rest Tackled. you're still moving. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So anyway. there, so there, there's a great option. For, you know, if you're heading out for your your daily dose of exercise, try try fart leg training. You know, do a do a good warm up. You know, activate your muscles. It doesn't need to be long, ten minutes, and then yeah, start with a walk. You know, get nice and warm. Do a bit of a jog, then a sprint, and it and it's way more fun. Well, I found it way more fun than just doing a continuous jog um yeah. well that's yeah so hopefully that that's people can start doing that again actually that that sounds quite fun maybe we should do that yeah i'll do sprints any day i mean sprints even when you're bulking you know we've talked about this before you you can do your cardio you just got to make sure that you you you're still eating enough that you're in a surplus um i mean we we do our our walk um we don't do much cardio um, but I'm getting to that stage now where I really want to. The walk is cardio. Re- <laughs> well, the walking here, there's lots of yeah. hills, but I really feel like getting yeah. in some 
sprints. Some true hit. And I think, you know, as long as you're separating your, your cardio from, in, in, especially in our case, separating it from your, your sort of weight session, like maybe doing it in the afternoon, a, a true hit session, and if you're eating properly, it's not going to make too much of a diff. you know, it's not going to affect your bulk negatively. Yeah, maybe maybe next week. Maybe yeah, maybe next week we'll try. What? Sorry. Sorry, I'm saying like you know, for the recovery of a hit, you need the calories. So it's ideal. Actually, it's ideal when you're gaining. As I say, you're better off doing the opposite in a gaining phase. Increase the intensity of your cardio and reduce your meat because then you're, you're, you're only using those explosive calories to get your heart rate up for a purpose rather than just burning calories. Yeah, and I find, I, again, we've reached that point where appetite is not really there. Yeah. So this might help <laughs> with that. I think we um, look for something to create room. And again, like if you're doing the, the true hit, you know, twice, twice a week is, is good. You don't need to do it every day why <laughs> yeah you can do two well like we said it's, we'll start slow so mm. yeah you, know, you can't start with five days or four days a week it'll it'll just be downhill there'll be no smooth curve so yeah. well i <laughs> yeah, think uh, another, you know everyone we talk about progressive overload for strength training while your weight's based training but you can also progress your cardio and um you know especially when you're i would say in a a cutting phase that you know you don't start out immediately doing your twenty thousand steps a day because you will get used to that and then where do you go from there do do, i mean andy when you started your 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 cut did did you do you progress your cardio like that or or do you mostly to a certain extent yeah i was always ten thousand steps during gaining then I increased it to 15,000 when I started cutting. I've got it up to 20,000. I've reduced it again now to mm-hmm. about 15, 16. And then after this week, I go back to sort of 20,000 next week. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been very hard getting 10,000 steps, man. It requires two 30-minute walks. And before this, by, what, 10, 11 because of work? I was on 10k steps, so <laughs> yeah. This, yeah, it's uh, it's become a bit of a struggle now. But it's, yeah, I mean, it. yeah. Carry I've on. got Alexa, and when I'm working at home all day, if I know it's a busy day, yeah. I'll set reminders on Alexa to get up and move. Just like 10 minutes every hour, get out of your seat, mm-hmm. walk around for 10 minutes. And over the day, they all build up, you know? Yeah. They do. I, I, generally, my steps are done in two blocks, but... I make a lot of steps in between. In between, yeah. yeah. I think that's a great tip for anyone listening as well. You know, set, set, it doesn't have to be Alexa, whoever you've got. No. Yeah. <laughs> your watch. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, when, I, when I study, so when I'm sitting or if I'm doing long work, I, I do it for every 30 minutes. And also I find that's pretty much how long I can concentrate for and get, you know, work productively. After 30 minutes, mind starts wandering, so that's a perfect time to do some steps, get in some exercise, get the blood flowing. Then you're ready again to, to go into your next sort of 
set of work. Yeah, so we have, it's, it's a very random episode, clearly, so I hope. Because uh, from the, what was it, the Q&A we did? It seems like people just enjoy listening to us talk about everything and anything. So <laughs> this is one of those episodes. <laughs> well, hopefully there's some useful tips here for if you're at home and, mm-hmm. and just struggling to find ways to be active. And I mean, because we're on a belt, we've not struggled with sort of boredom eating. We're not hungry. So, and I know a lot of people who are at home, that is what they're struggling with is sort of, boredom eating or you are trying not to eat too much but it is hard when you're stuck at home um yeah because we we don't graze as they call it like just eating randomly or whenever you're in the kitchen so i think that's one of the things a lot of people are struggling with like going into the kitchen means i need to bite on something yeah and i found like i was i was reading and this it actually, strangely enough, applies to me in a bulk that, you know, if you are craving your sort of less nutritious food, your your sweets or your sort of sugary cereal, you kind of treat yourself like a kid. You know, you've got to eat the nutritious stuff first, yeah. then have that <laughs> stuff. And I find I have to do that to myself because it is so much easier to get your calories in with something less nutritious. So I make myself eat the veggies and in your protein <laughs> and everything then... Then I let myself have my, my little my little treat. So I That's think that okay. can I'm chicken i'll go for the donut first if i want the donut <laughs> i wouldn't have the rice and chicken and it's because i'll go for always the 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 almond uh, croissant and i'll start with I'm, I'm good i'll have the dessert first before my main well, meal that's fine it's what, whatever works <laughs> for you yeah, but i, I think if, if, you, <laughs> if yeah. you are struggling making yourself eat your sort of more nutrient dense yeah. foods first you will feel 
fuller, so you're probably less likely then to binge on whatever Definitely. less healthy food that you're going to eat. Um, so that is just one one way of doing it. Um, yeah, keep, and keep the snacks yeah. far away first. <laughs> but I think now, yeah. sort of during this time, it is a good time to come back up to to maintenance. It might be a, a hard time if you if you are trying to be in a pretty serious deficit. I mean, Andy, you are lucky you've, you've got your whole ranch. I mean, people can keep their meat up, but, you know, you might not have access to, to, you know, the normal sort of cardio machines you would be doing to create a larger deficit. And you can't do that all with your food. I think that would probably drive you a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. In, especially if yeah, you're in lockdown. And, well, also, sorry, just carrying on with this bulk theme, what I've found interesting being on a bulk and why I would recommend it to a lot of women or, or, or men who've had maybe disordered eating is that, you know, if you're always in a, a deficit or you're always trying to stick on some certain diet, all you think about is food. You're hungry. You're thinking about your next meal. And, and honestly, when you're bulking, you just get to that point where you, you don't think about food. I don't think there's been a point in my life where I've not thought about food but I have yeah. in this spot and it, it's great. It's, 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 I think it's very freeing. You know, you, you, you're like, oh, oh, time to eat again. Better eat again. Whereas before you're like, you're like, oh, I just, you know, it's more like one meal to the next. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the, um, the saying with bodybuilding. It's you're either always very hungry, thinking about food or you're super full and you want to run away from your next meal. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I don't know if you, you'll agree with this, Leon. I think yeah. this is half people's problem. People spend too long in the diet phase, the deficit, yeah. the cutting phase. Mm-hmm. You know, they spend more of a year and not gaining. So if you're in the gaining phase for longer, right, when you start your cutting phase, yeah. you're actually appreciative of having less calories. Yeah. So you're less likely to binge because you've actually had a really solid period being constantly full and actually you need a good break from that feeling yeah i can't um, wait I think, yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. that's actually that's what we're that. looking forward to <laughs> people spend no time in that phase i think and when we talk about gem pop we yeah. talk about people who've been dieting for years mm. yeah like, i know people who've been dieting consistently for years and years not losing weight because they, they do that sort of yo-yo thing where you binge on the weekends or something they ruin it that's because they're constantly dieting instead of coming back up to maintenance for periods of time to break from the diet and not realizing it that's okay you will not gain weight you know you get your health back in line then diet and they make you appreciate mm. dieting and, and you diet for less short periods yeah and it's Ten uh, short periods before you know get crazy it's a real serious like mindset thing and it's a big issue because we we get clients and you sort of increase their food by just a meal and you can really see the it's the fear like, yeah the fear and sort of you know you're not in control anymore well that feeling that you're not in control yeah and we we personally feel that's that's a bad relationship with food you shouldn't yeah. be scared of your food you you can't be on a diet for four straight years. You're not, you, your body will just be like, we're done. You know, we'll, 
Well, you'll just plateau. Yeah, we'll maintain homeostasis here and we don't care because your body doesn't care if you're losing fat or trying to bulk. It's trying to survive. That's that's the thing. And I say this a lot. Diets aren't meant to be sustainable. Mm -mm. They're meant to be adherable. Mm -hmm. Right? So a diet is meant to be a short period of time between point A and point Point B. B. Lose the body weight in a way you can by adhering to it without cheating, then go into a maintenance period, which needs to be sustainable. Yeah. Because you could be doing that for a year, so that needs to be sustainable. Bulking and cutting don't need to be sustainable. They need to be adherable. Yeah. And that is it, essentially. The only thing that needs to be sustainable is maintenance. And I think more people need to spend time in maintenance rather than at the extremes. Yeah, I totally agree. And... You know, especially if you've got a goal to build a lot of muscle, you're preferably in a surplus rather than at maintenance. Yeah, but once once guys start seeing abs after doing a cut, oh my goodness, it's like they'll bulk for three weeks, you know, one, the set of lower abs will disappear and they'll be like, oh crap, I need to increase my cardio because I've I've seen this even with the uh, people I'm close with and it's like oh they my they still think they're bulking yeah You're I'm like, bulking my two now I'm doing abs my lean have disappeared bulk. then it changes it becomes lean bulk then it exactly. then they get leaner then it changes it becomes a shred so in in six weeks it's it's three things have happened three weeks of a bulk you know abs disappear so your mind starts playing tricks on you then. You go on a week cut, the abs start coming back, you know, you're starving and doing loads of cardio. <laughs> then you decide, okay, you know what, I might as well just keep on shredding. And Yeah. Well I think that's where uh, mini cuts are quite useful. Yeah. If yeah. you're if you're bulking yeah. and you know, you just mentally and physically you just you know, you you're not you're not in a good space anymore, you can do a mini cut which is because guys forget fat is important in the body not excess but there's a point it's it's healthy it's needed for a lot of um, you know insulation and well hormones uh, yeah body body organ protection yeah organs so guys always assume that being shredded and lean all year is it's it's bad it's it's actually the opposite. You're always thinking being, about food. Being lean <laughs> is bad for you. Mm. Right? And you can see that in the hormone profiles. If you've just done a show, yeah. you've been in a single <laughs> body fat, you take your bloods after, you like will, I've done. You'll hit yourself. You see the results of those bloods, and you're suddenly insulin sensitive, your <laughs> you know, estrogen levels are rising, your testosterone levels are dropped because yeah. it's too lean. And with women, you know it's bad when you're not having a period. Yeah. Yeah. It's so mean you don't have periods. That's not healthy. It's not. You shouldn't be about. You shouldn't be in that state for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you have no desire to like compete or you're in, you're not in a sport that needs you to be shredded. It, it's it's not the easiest and the happiest thing. You always think about food. Well, and he says you need to find that level where yeah. it's, you know, you you can you know you can maintain that for the rest of your life. I mean, a lot of people who have abs year round that can be genetic. 
Yes. You know, a lot of people just don't store. That's not where they store their body fat. They might mm-hmm. store it on their on their legs. So. And then also maybe they're just not eating. You know the way they they're genetically predisposed, and then they're keeping their calories low without even knowing. Because I find a lot of people accidentally get shredded, or you know, because of genetics, they accidentally get to a place, and guys assume they know what they're doing, and they don't even know how they got there. <laughs> exactly, and that's a lot. And the fact is, some might be have been leaner, lost weight. But they set their maintenance calories up based off how they're looking men. Yeah. Uh, it's a one way, so you end up keeping out a while, but it's not necessarily fully healthy because you probably would like, get a little bit more fat on your body. But there's the other thing, as you said, people may find themselves getting lean. We think they've got maintenance calories based off a generic conversion, but yeah. actually their neat levels are higher because they're a fidgeter. There's someone who gets up a lot during the day, but without tracking that sort of stuff, you're never sure. You can't then relay that information. There's no certainty. Well, I think while we're on the nutrition topic, Andy, you had a good question. Maybe we can just insert that in now. Um, Is starvation mode a thing? And I I, I like that question because so many people bring it up and... You know, especially when they've been on a, you know, on diet after diet, and they're, they're like, oh, my body's gone into starvation mode. I can't, I can't lose any more weight. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've all heard that one. Many times. Yeah, <laughs> I've just done Instagram TV on this, so it's still fresh in my mind. I'll give you my take. Go I'll for it. Your views. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically, starvation modes are bullshit. Yeah. But. Yeah. Right. Because. Research and studies have shown you will continue to lose weight. I mean, they study using 600 calories on these people. They were very obese people. They lost like hundreds of pounds in weight. Right? And it kept, they kept losing on 600. Now, if starvation mode was the thing, you would have no kids dying of starvation in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be a beautiful, wonderful thing. But it's just not true. Yeah, you, know, you can't reach that level where your body goes, oh no, you're not gonna lose weight anymore because I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. But what yeah, what happens is this people have their calories set up at the beginning. Say a two hundred pound person, two hundred pounds, here's my maintenance calories. Right? Yeah, you know, two two you know, say three thousand. They then reduce their calories to two thousand. They lose twenty pounds, their you know, their maintenance calories are now a lot higher. So the weight start slowing and then if you don't adjust your calories your deficit you will reach a natural plateau where you've caught up with your own calories so your maintenance is now what you're eating right and the other thing may be stress levels cause you to look like you're not losing weight because you're holding more water or it is slowing the fat rate down and the other one, you know, there's also you know, hormones like women at times of the month. You don't expect your cal- your your body fat death uh, loss curve to be a straight line. There's going to be times of up and down, you know, water glycogen levels, hormone levels. But starvation mode just isn't a thing. You've got to realise is metabolic adaption. Yep. When you get low, you know, your body will stop you fidgeting, and anyone who's prepped for a show will realize 
in the last week, the week before prep week, you are tired. You, you don't want to get up off the sofa, out of your bed. You can't be asked to walk to the kitchen, get your meal, because you're that's finished. your body just trying to save energy. Yeah. But the fact is you force yourself to. That's why you keep losing weight for that last week. And that is the same with, that's metabolic action. You just stop fitting. Your body tells you it's tired. And that is not starvation, though. That's just a metabolic adaption. You will still, if you push through that, lose weight, lose body fat. That's just me in my ranting. Yeah, no, Andy, agree with you. Agree with you 100% there, that metabolic adaptation. And I think a lot of people just use starvation mode as an excuse. But also... Or just a lack of understanding. But starvation mode came about a few years ago. So it's it's one of those just, let's say, maybe wrong research done. And people didn't do enough research. And it... it, Because I remember when it came about. We were still Trojan days. And it was the thing guys were... I guess it was still being researched and... People didn't really understand it and starvation mode became one of the, it just became a thing somehow. Like, yeah, I'm not losing weight and the easiest way to be is like, you've been dieting for this, this long. Ah, yeah, your body's in starvation mode. So I think it was just. It's just misunderstanding um, the whole concept of thermogenesis, you Mm -hmm. know, and energy balance. It's a misunderstanding of that. Because the fact, the simple fact is, energy in versus energy out. If your energy out is more than your energy in, you will lose weight, and eventually you will die. Right? And that's the facts. You know, if you lose, if you don't get enough food in, like as someone who's actually starving during a famine, that's what happens. You know, yeah. you've yeah. got no choice. Yeah. I think this uh, will be a good. It'll be a good in-depth topic. episode for season two. Yeah. We can really get into all of that and evolution, and 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 why we're we're so good at yeah, actually, we should, adaptation yeah. and striving for homeostasis. So we will make I a think, note. Could be a nice I think time. So if someone's been dieting for a while, yeah, they get often get sloppy towards the end. If you have a diet break, people start to get sloppy. They don't realize. Maybe they're putting a bit more butter on their toast or yeah. a little bit, yeah, they're starting to add a little bit of honey. Maybe not tracking everything, a yeah. little bit more ketchup, yeah. these little things. More of an adherence issue, unknowing adherence issue, than straight out cheating on your diet, you know? And then they go, oh, I'm not losing weight. Well, how much ketchup did you put on your, uh, on your food last night? Oh, I didn't yeah. weigh it. Yeah. I, I did it as a tablespoon rather than the weight. And then, you know, that becomes what's a tablespoon of anything. Yeah. becomes a Leon-sized PB, so... Yeah, do not have a Apparently, Leon... Do not... Do not have we, a Leon-sized... Which could go size. from, like, 100 calories <laughs> my, to double that. My PB servings daily, even on prep, to be honest, it's the one thing I just... I'm like, you know what? This is this is my happy place. So do not do Leon-sized PB servings. Those are... I'm willing to work, work, work them off. So don't it. It's like clear said. It could go from being a hundred calories today to four hundred on the next. Yeah, day. There, it's those little, <laughs> those little sort of bites that you don't track. I, oh, yeah. I'm very guilty of that. And then, then you're like, oh, why aren't I progressing? You're like, well, you know, you had a little nibble yeah. of this, a little nibble of that, yeah, and it. it I guess that's where it's the difference between sort of we've done it for a while and 
you are learning because we know it's like I'm I'm aware of what I'm doing I know why I'm doing it so it's it's what we are trying to teach you guys which goes to sort of intuitive eating which mm -hmm. takes which takes time to build to it to learn so don't be in a rush and parents get caught up on this a lot yeah like you know you feed your kids and then you've got a habit of eating what's on their plate <laughs> they leave as well as what's on your plate and, but you don't calculate the little spoons okay. from the whatever they had or and the other thing is i've stopped using things like cups in my um tracking i weigh everything i yeah. don't use teaspoons you know I'd rather use, no, I'm using 30 mils to eat chili sort of thing. Because, you know, you can weigh 30 mils in 30 grams. Yeah, it's the same. So it's like, you know. Um, but when you start using cups, teaspoons, tablespoons. Yeah. It becomes very inaccurate. inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. When, when I'm strict, I use weight and everything, but my peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> I never use a protein yeah. shake. I, never, I always weigh my protein powder. Because a scoop is usually more. Yeah, I used to, um, but... Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. just it's, accurate. Yeah, it is. Um, and, I mean, we, the three of us, we, we're into that method of, of, you know, of calories and macros and everything. And whilst we know it's not for everybody, it is such a useful tool to use at least once in your life. Just yeah. for the knowledge that it'll give you of portions and your nutrition profile of foods. And if you've got a very specific goal, it is one of the, the most, um, what's the most efficient ways to get there. Yeah, and then it, you don't need to track if you're bulking, cutting, you know, competing. Like she said, it's, it's, it's really just a good way to learn, you know, like this is how 100 grams of rice looks like. This is how your 200 grams of chicken looks like you learn the macros and in no time the foods you eat a lot you'll find you you sort of the portion sizes are embedded in your brain and you understand the macros and and i and i think if you are someone who who does that not not to feel not to feel bad or that you know that you, you you're weird. I don't see why people should make you feel uncomfortable. That you're you know you're a loser for doing that. I mean, it, it's your health and obesity is such a huge problem now. And you know, Andy, I know you take your your scale with you. I don't think that should be something weird. You know, it's, it's normal. You're getting to your health goals, and I think if if your family or your friends struggle to understand that. I think really try not to feel feel bad about it. It it should be more normal, and that there's absolutely nothing wrong. You know, you've not turned into an anal kind of OCD person because you've got to weigh out all your food. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah, it's, it's choices. Choices. Yeah. yeah. We, we should... make our choices. Someone else Sorry. made a different choice, but yeah. You know, yeah. Don't don't body shame either way. Don't body shame someone for being overweight. Don't body shame someone for being in good shape. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just natural. Let people know. Yeah, we should um, we should probably sort of get to what season two is all about, even if it's a small briefing, because we we've talked a lot and not really <laughs> uh, talked about what we plan for season two. Well, 
Go yeah. ahead. Oh, I thought, yeah. Yeah, you're keen. <laughs> tell everyone oh, about man. season two, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, tell us off. Yeah. <laughs> we were just as, getting into that. Yeah, I guess as we know, season one has been very, like, basic knowledge, very just uh, scratching the surface. We've been able to interview a few guys, getting to know a thing or two about, um, like, the therapy, online coaching, and... Uh, for the guys who've listened to the episodes, you know what you're talking about. But season one has just been essentially just basic, scratching the surface, like how you yeah. run your ABCs before you can start writing. Then we are hoping to, like season two, to just make it more in-depth, like very specific. Like, because we talked about nutrition, fitness, um, physio what else sleep recovery but now the plan is to go deep like if it's sleep it's uh you know what what is effective sleep what is rem uh ways to recover what's circadian rhythm how if it's nutrition it's tracking um different ways different people can reach their goals the help of nutrition with fitness, we'll have training, intensity, styles of training. So with this, now you understand the season one is like the, what is it called? Like a preface. Well, we so, built the foundation. Yeah. So when you have the fitness yeah. 101, we'll have, there's like a long list of, and you feel free to comment and add anything you think we should talk about. Because now it's specific. If you want us to talk about lifting shoes. It's that specific. Just say, please address, you know, talk about meat, protein, just... Or if there's anyone that you would like yeah, us to interview. To interview, and we can... Yes. We or can, if you know anyone that we might not know. Yeah, so... Yeah, a good episode might be women's um, menstrual cycle. Uh, it's exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even I would like to learn a bit about, you know, I know. OBGY doctor in us, but that's just me thinking off the top of my head. You know, these sort of things, very specific. Yeah. Yeah, so don't be afraid. Send in the questions. Um, uh, send in uh, guys you think we can have on the podcast. I had a few guys saying we should have like a bodybuilding. Uh, what is it a bodybuilding episode so have mm-hmm. someone like yeah. wallace because i like wallace steroids. he's very yeah talk about gear steroid use. Steroids. yeah it's you get like um it's more like not not really steroids it's performance enhancing drugs mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's good yeah that way yeah. steroids yeah. anabolics yeah. Anabolics. yeah because we don't want to be told we're telling people to use anything it's this is all for knowledge so <laughs> yeah, yeah of it's... course but more for what you know realities of it good yeah. and bad you know there's positives and negatives to everything you know yeah yeah it'd be quite fun i think andy you brought this up before to to have some debates get yeah. a couple of different Ooh. professionals and just you know just yeah. get into some topics so again if there's anyone you'd like to, to do a debate i think that could be really interesting yeah so or anyone if you disagree with us yes yeah. if anyone what we, we we're saying feel free feel free to say something i'll get you on the show and we can chat 
I know. I mean, how dare you disagree with us? Yeah, like Like challenge a topic or something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole reason that we started this. We want to just open dialogue, share knowledge. Yeah, so season two is about to get quite very, you know, deep into science. I know not many people like the sciencey stuff, but we'll still have the... It'll be balanced. It'll be digestible science. Yeah, it won't be deep into formulas and stuff. It'll just be. No, it's, it's the next level learn. up. Yeah. It's like climbing a mountain. We put the, well, it's like anything. Put foundations, fundamentals in place. Next levels a bit broad, a bit more specific, but yeah. still broad specific. With maybe a season three where it's very niche, but but yeah. like less episodes. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Wow, Andy, you you've 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 travelled ahead in space and time. <laughs> yeah, so. No, we're still season two. We just get season two back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all that diet coke. You're being taken to extra planes, yeah. new dimensions. Yeah. Anyway, here yeah, we do. We have another question. Um. Well, maybe we can end on this question. Um. We've 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 touched on part of this topic in our very first episode, which was the current state of the fitness industry in Kenya. So, whoever asked yeah. us that, please please go back to episode one. We do talk about that there, but we'll talk about the other part of the question, which is, where do you see the fitness industry in the near future? And that seems very apt for what's going on right now. And again, we did kind of touch on this in episode 10 where we had uh, Andy's coach Ollie and um, another lovely lady Morag on who are both online coaches and it does seem that that well not that that's the entire future but when we come out of this uh, situation and during it now I mean we've, we've all become virtual trainers and mm-hmm. online trainers yep gentlemen what? I think there's, a, there's, there's going to be a change in every business and how people consume services. I think there will be, gyms will change. I think less people will be, especially initially because economic circumstances, you know, a lot of people have taken economic hits yeah. from, from COVID-19. I think less people could be, you know, there's going to be the initial rush because people want to get back to the gym because lifting's life. Yeah. <laughs> but then actually people are going to readdress the situation Go, how much do I need to train in a gym and how much can I do at home? At home, exactly. And people are going to start building up their equipment base at home because there's all, look, we're just always a spitting distance from another pandemic. There is no reason that coronavirus isn't going to bounce back after lockdown lifts. Def- yeah, true. I think people, the way people consume fitness is going to be different. More people are going to be looking at what we've got at home um, and start buying equipment for the house over a period of time. As that happens, they will probably have less sessions at a gym and do the occasional one at home. And as that home gym builds, at one point they might just say, actually, I've got enough equipment at home. Yeah. I'm going to... And I I foresee that. And likewise, I think people are going to realise they don't need especially if we've got good results over this period, they don't need a face-to-face PT. Exactly. They probably will need an online coach. And therefore, I think gyms, to save money, will start filling out PTs in the gym, on the gym floor. And because, as I said, I think 
gym numbers may initially go up and then drop off again. Um, and essentially, you're going to have just some very few gym instructors just to show you how to use equipment. I think the majority of consumption will be online. And also, I think people have been using this time where they haven't been able to work to build their own knowledge base. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to start questioning what is being reported on by gym instructors and PTs and gym. Maybe disagree and look for a coach online that suits their, their own thought process. Yeah, because we, we've had a lot of listens on the podcast during um, actually this quarantine. So I hope a lot of people have gotten knowledge from there. And I, I agree with Andy, like... Uh, People, the more people will learn, it'll it'll be an improvement even for PT because it means to give good services as a PT. You can't just be, you can't just be the guy who Mediocre. knows. Yeah, the, um, yeah, you accidentally got abs and you can bench press. You have to actually have the knowledge. Yeah, because now guys are getting access to the knowledge. Guys are learning, so you'll have a client, and just by how you approach them or you know, the type of assessment they do, they'll be like, no, that that's not the PT for me. Or So I think it'll be, uh, it's it's been a positive in that it's now getting also the clients to think, you know, it's just been gym owners and trainers trying to build the industry, but now you'll have the guys who want the service, you know, thinking and I guess promoting good trainers and It'll, it'll be a rise in the fitness industry because I feel like we still we still have a long way to go because <laughs> even with yeah. online coaching you have you have the you have interesting questions from guys and so it's guys still trying to understand it so it's good to be at the forefront like Oli said you just keep giving information and keep bombarding until people get tired of you and realize yeah. your worth. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's all catastrophic. You know, I think the good thing to come out of this quarantine thing is people are taking their health generally more seriously. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of people started taking up exercise that they wouldn't, did, wouldn't have done before. They're looking at their diet and trying to support their immune system. So I think as a whole, there's going to be some positives out of this. I think also um, there's a lot more you know, discussion on holistic approaching and doctors now also realise the importance of general health in fighting illness and things. So I think maybe we'll see a more holistic approach um, to services. But, you know. Yeah, and again... We we we're always passionate about building our networks in the healthcare uh, industry, and again, hopefully, out of you know this only like you said, the doctors will be like, oh, we, you know, how important fitness and nutrition is to their patients. So hopefully, there will be more referrals between personal trainers and your GPs, um, yeah. and I guess the whole mental mental health aspect of that oh, as well which is yeah. which is huge and uh yes something we will also get into yeah i think in season two lots and lots of information and lots and lots of reading to be done 
And yeah, for most, we, we just talk through our experiences. Like we said, if you want to challenge, if you feel you have something to add and talk about, just reach out because we, we are sharing our experiences. We're not telling you what to do. We're not... No, we don't claim to be profession, you know, professionals in anything other than we are. So we, we really like to stick to our lanes. That's yeah. why we get in professionals like dr simon and ashley who know more than us uh, so yeah exactly and i think this is where we i think we've built this podcast well as in i think the value actually comes a little bit from us but actually from the, the guests yeah yeah you know, last week you know how how you know what podcast in africa bringing on dietitians and doctors and and you know and physios and but, you know, still more, you know, it would be interesting to have a, an episode with a chiropractor, an osteopath, and a physio talk about how they would look at treating an injury and see the differences and, you know, and have a frank discussion. That's something interesting. Yeah, but, that, you know. that would be, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then we get, yeah, get Just another... Give them a client X and see how, yeah, yeah that, that would be fun. Yeah, and get, uh, yeah, more of sort of the nutritionist, dietitian, and then doctor standpoint on nutrition. Yeah, might be. Might we be need fun. some CrossFitters as well. We need to get them on here. <laughs> yeah, no, we, you know, look, I, I have a CrossFit generally, but it's, it's good this time. I would like to get on some of the CrossFit people. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about today, and this is just me thinking out loud now, yeah. is I saw someone, a CrossFit coach, doing an online workout. Now, it wasn't CrossFit-based, it was just general exercise. Now, I'm just working out on the qualification for being a CrossFit coach. Does that allow you to coach outside of CrossFit as a professional? I don't know if it does. It's a bit like a PT. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. just a general PT going into a CrossFit gym and running oh. a CrossFit True, true, true. Well, true. Well, there we yeah, go. I think, I, I, you know, this is just me thinking out loud. Right? Yeah. You know, I often worry about people's insurance because I know most of the trainers in Kenya aren't insured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and those who aren't trained, gyms, public liability insurance won't cover their clients if someone hasn't the proper qualifications or they're coaching outside of their qualifications. So, yeah, and I think maybe that's something we should maybe mm. dis, you know, discuss online you know, insurances and legal aspects, get a lawyer on, maybe speak to an insurance professional. Because I don't think any insurance company in Kenya offers no. uh, We've, public liability. <laughs> We've tried. We've tried yeah. because, I mean, like you, Andy, I was qualified in the UK and they covered me. Yeah. And then we've exactly. been trying to look here and it, yeah, you know, it just seems a bit crazy using a UK now. company. Yeah, and ISSA, it's also an American company. Because you talk to the companies here and they're like, you're a, you're a, you're yeah, a what? Like, why? You do what? <laughs> like, wh- what is that? <laughs> like, what sort of insurance do you want? That, that is a good topic. I like that one. Yeah. And it's not expensive. No. Insurance, no. like, I pay in the UK, to, you know, public liability for being a personal trainer costs, well, I pay like £50 a year, yeah. say £55 or something like that. Yeah, yeah it works out just over, under £5 a, a month. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and so important, and I think yeah. that would be a great episode for a lot of personal trainers or anyone looking to get into personal training. Yeah, just to more cover, like, cover, cover, you know, cover your bases, cover yourself. Yeah, this is some yeah. of the important tools even before you get to 
training yeah. a client. Okay, well maybe we can do a personal personal training one oh one. Yeah, and have a few as we said, tell us who you want and we will get them, you know, CrossFit trainer and just see what everyone thinks. I don't know, is there anyone who specifically does powerlifting in Kenya? Oh, interesting. Um, anyway. I don't know, but it'd be nice. It'd be good to get, get an episode, get a strong man on, get a powerlifter on, get a crossfitter, and we have a little bit of an yeah. exercise round table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it'd be awesome. How each of us would ch- you know, try and set up a program and, you know, yes. what configurations for each program. You know, be it bond, hypertrophy versus a strength versus yeah. a crossfit program. That would be really cool. Yeah. Neon's doing CrossFit. What? So we come up with ideas as we speak, now. No, I... People, come up with ideas. No, I... I well, we, I, no, maybe Leon's doing a marathon. I did. Yes. No, no, no. But, but that's... <laughs> a, that's a nice... I'll, I'll, try, I'll put that up as a, as a poll. Would you rather do a marathon or a CrossFit? Uh, and then Andy is going to hmm. be a babe boot camp specialist. We'll do... <laughs> Boot Boot Yeah, beach body coach. Oh dear. Oh well, before we get further derailed, I think we'll end it there. Um, and really thank you all so much for your support and listening to us. And we really appreciate everyone who's taken the time to write a review. Um, it, it means a lot to us. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, so with that, we round up season one. Season one. And we will be back with season two. And we look forward to hearing all your ideas. Thanks, guys. All right. 